Fig Jam presents Word on the Street, a podcast series designed to promote resiliency by listening to powerful stories told by women around the globe. Fig Jam would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land on which we're meeting and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to Fig Jam Podcast Word on the Street series. Today I'm joined by Michelle, who is a former owner of the Gaia Baby Skincare product range and is now a business coach. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting to be chatting to you today. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, so the last couple of weeks we've presented a couple of different stories around resilience, mental health, well-being. So do you want to tell me a bit about, Michelle, what makes you so passionate about mental health, well-being and how you kind of came into this space um, from the perspective of your background in business? I think, you know, mental health is really, really important. Um, It helps you function uh, and navigate life. And it's something that if it's not functioning well, can really be quite debilitating and even fatal. So, and I think it's a very misunderstood to when you have a mental illness or your mental well-being is not in a great place and there's a lot of stigma attached to it. So, I really do understand firsthand how important mental your mental well-being is and I faced many many challenges myself and I know there's a lot of things that you can do to support your mental health so that you can function at your best or at least get on your way to becoming a better version of yourself so that you do enjoy your life and that you're not so um, weighed down by the things that um, can encroach on you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you mentioned there that you have like um, a bit of experience. Was that like during your professional journey that you kind of had some of those learnings come out or did it happen kind of just organically over your life? Well, you know, it. I didn't realise this until it was through my professional journey, just how much it affected me that I, I have complex PTSD. So I've had that since I was a teenager and well that adds like a quite a few layers to my onion <laughs> but I remember you know being 18 and reaching my 19th birthday was a real milestone because I didn't actually think I was going to get there and with the right support from my friends and and that led me down a really good path but what I didn't anticipate was that this was going to carry on into the really challenging parts of my professional career so when I started um, with our Gaia journey and I was presented with some really, really challenging things, I didn't manage so well. So I, I wasn't great with managing my team. I was emotionally reactive. I was exhausted. I just did not respond well under pressure. And um, when you can't think straight and you can't, you can't get out of bed, it, it's, it's mm. something that you kind of, you need to deal with. You can't just brush it off and go, I'll be fine and soldier on. And And I think that once you hit that point of adrenal fatigue and you hit that point where your body just says enough, you have to start listening to that. And a lot of that stems from your mental well-being. So it's something that um, I learned firsthand is really important. Yeah. And, you know, that that I know that you've had a very unique and quite troubling experience, but even for... um, kind of the general population, everyone has that limit of where they're going to hit that wall. And for the most part in my industry anyway, it's often called burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's something like, yeah, that happens. Yeah, you're raising your hand to say that happens all the time. Um, I think it's something to really be mindful of because so many people experience it and experience mm-hmm. it differently as well. So your version of burnout, um, not being able to get out of bed, everything could look like mine when I'm going to work, but I'm doing a really poor job because I am so disconnected um mm-hmm. did you 
yeah, yeah, just acknowledging that everyone's um, experience would be different. So is that kind of your story around your journey or did you have another instance that you wanted to share around? Um, no, I think, I think that, you know, for me, becoming a mum was a really big deal and I didn't realise just how much I, when I realised I was responsible for a little person's life, it actually placed a significant amount of pressure on me. And then I added growing a business on top of that, which I didn't anticipate doing. And, and, you know, there was so many things that happened in that journey. And I think when we started to hit a few legal battles within that, within that path, that there were competitors that were really, really nasty. And I was flabbergasted that people could actually treat another human that way. But it, it really did destroy my faith in um, kindness. And one of my values is kindness. And I just didn't understand, you know, these things. And I just across the course, it just got really bad. And when you, your doctor says to you, you know, you've got adrenal fatigue, you need to stop. You've got burnout. You start to sort of really understand what high stress or um, your mental well-being is not in place, how important it is to get it back on track. Because it's not a five-minute thing that it'll affect. It has long-term implications and long-term effects on you. So I think that dealing with so many different issues across that time mm. was really challenging. It took its toll. Sorry? It took its toll on me. It really did. And I'm still recovering from it 10 years later. Yeah, absolutely. It takes a really, really long time. And I don't know if you really ever truly get over a, such a huge burnout experience as well, especially with co compounded challenges as well. Um, would you mind sharing with us, I guess, a little bit of at, at work, at home, what are some of the things you would experience like in your burnout time? Was it that just not being able to get out of bed or was it more than that or? Oh, it was, it was more than that. So I, I, I was forgetting things. So, mm -hmm. you know, Max would say to me, mum, we have to do this at school. And I would be like, it never told me. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that constant brain fog that you're in during the day and, and just, not remembering stuff and trying to do all these things and doing none of them well and then sitting back and going what is wrong with me why can't I make this work and why am I so reactive and someone would say something to me and I would blow my stack and I just just didn't feel like I could manage the things that I was that I had on my plate and there was always something that was upsetting me and I was exhausted but my body was doing really really different things so you know I was experiencing um, my kidneys were playing up and like there was just little yeah. things that was all very much going what in the hell's going on like there was lots of little things and the exhaustion though I, I you know having a shower was exhausting mm. and and it's interesting you say some people go along and and they just look look like they're fine not a lot of people really know about this side of my journey and and it's only since we've sold that I've actually started talking about this a little bit more because I am working with mums and in business particularly that all that all sort of sit back and say, oh, how am I going to go about this? And I can recognise those signs and symptoms and be able to say, okay, we need to take a step back yeah. so you don't end up down this path. And it's a difficult path to come back from. As I said, I'm still recovering. And recently I've had a few stresses go on and it's triggered up again a lot of things. And my body's now, you know, back in the space of being tired and reactive again. So it, it's something that's it's really important and it's hard. It's, it's hard work. <laughs> it absolutely is. And, you know, listening to your story, it just really re-emphasizes the impact that not only mentally, but physiologically that stress has on our bodies and the fact that it can manifest in so many weird and wonderful symptoms um, that if, you, if you're not listening to it, um, 
you could really just get totally blindsided when it all crumbles down. Well, you wake up, I think, and you go, how did I get here? Like, Mm. it's not a gradual suddenly, oh, this is, you know, where I'm at and I've come from here. You seriously wake up one day and go, how the hell did I get to here? And I don't want to be here anymore. And I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I think that's when when action gets taken is when you say, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. So in your journey, I guess so far what do you think is one of your biggest hurdles or challenges i guess that you've had to overcome you know in business i think there's some scenarios that that happen where you've got to deal with them whether you like it or not and whether they're out of your control and that for me was really difficult we'd had a couple of legal battles going on and there was absolutely nothing i could do about it except um, learn to accept what was happening and find a way to, to navigate it without stressing myself out because there was no point arguing about it because it wasn't going to get anywhere. So it was only actually stressing me out some more. So that was a really big deal. And, and I had to just sit there and, and find whatever I had to actually accept the situation and work out the best way through it. Um, and it was, yeah, it was hard. It was hard when people are quite, you know, hell bent on taking you down as a competitor. They want to, they want to destroy your business. I mean, that's, that's the crux of it. And so I think that was a really challenging part. And also knowing that, that like you're feeling like, oh my God, if I'm unraveling this much, that's a huge weakness for me that they could use to take me down. That would have been so worrying and so stressful in itself. Oh, absolutely. And, and they know, they know where your soft spots are and there are, there are companies. I'm pretty fortunate that, that the companies we dealt with um, competitively were okay. It was the one in the natural space, which surprised me greatly were the nasty ones. And it surprised me just how nasty they got. Mm. So, you know, I was always one that, that, that um, was really passionate about focusing on the goals and rather the ball, not the player. So where that goal's got to go. But when you're getting knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked, and then one day you go, I have to sit here and I've got to, I've got to take it really. I'm going to have to be smacked over the head one, even though I've not really done anything to deserve that so that we can move through to the other side. And that, that was hard. That was hard to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Because I imagine that they would have been, you know, you were saying you're looking at the goal rather than looking Mm -hmm. at all the players. They're probably looking at the players and seeing who can we, who can we pull, who can we pull, who can we crush rather than looking at goal. Who can we crush? I've just, and I don't operate like that as a human. That's not one of my values. One of my values is kindness and giving and, Mm -hmm. and, and watching people destroy each other just, and being on the receiving end of that was really hard. Um, I I learned a lot from it. So. And then like, consequently like you're destroying yourself as well like because you're working yourself so hard and stressing yourself out so much that you're then falling in a big screaming heap when Mm. you can't take it anymore it's an awful awful thing that happens in today's society i guess on a bigger scale what do you think why do you think that this happens so frequently because i i know i talk to people very very frequently about burnout and that they're not coping and that they feel very tired all the time and they are chronically fatigued this seems to be something that's really prevalent now why do you think that's happening you know i think there's there's a lot of reasons and everybody's different but we're we're exposed to a 24-hour quick 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 let's have it now kind of um society that says 
we need to have access to information, answers, and I want it now. And I think expectations, if you have a look, I've done a little bit of reading on this, you have a look back through generations and you have a look at what our parents went through when they were, particularly mums, we're talking about mums, mums, the generation of mums that suddenly told us we could have it all. You can do it all. You don't have to be in the kitchen. You can be a mum and have a business and, 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 and then their generation was told to suck it up. That's what you have to do. So if you have a look at the different generations, I think that comes down into your trauma as well and, and innately comes out in you until you know differently or until you actually take a step back and go, actually, I don't have to be like this. And societal expectation is a big one as well. I think society is very, very much to blame here. And I don't like saying that, but very much to blame for um, body, body imagery and those things and, and self-worth amongst women and girls. And you have a look at the data behind, there's a lot of data behind that and that says, you know, they're so young now and they're looking in the mirror saying, hey, I don't feel great about myself, but they're watching us. So it, again, it goes back up the chain of what we saw as little girls looking at our mums. And, and so there's a lot of that. There's, but the society thing um, drives me mental. I, I really find that, find that difficult. You can look at a magazine or, or what was a magazine, you can look online now and it says um, on page one, you know, have this great soup recipe. It's really healthy on page two. It says, you know, body positivity, how awesome. And page three, it says lose five kilos in five days. Yep. So how are you supposed to you know, work out what's, it's confusing and mentally confusing. And, and, you know, I'm 48 in, that's four weeks. And what does, an, what's the average 48 year old woman look like? Mm. Because the only markers we have are photoshopped, Instagrammed and, you know, uh, cosmetic surgery women that are out there on display. There's not a lot of other metrics for us to use to actually put that into perspective. No, not at all. And I find it really interesting that you mentioned, and this is a couple of topics just to go, um, that you mentioned intergenerational trauma of women. That's actually not something I've ever really considered, that the fact that the oppression of women across generations has actually fed into how we in our modern society view women's roles and everything. And I just like, as you were speaking, I was like, yes, because I keep seeing these things pop up on my Facebook feed that are saying, Women are expected to work as if they don't ch don't have children and um, parent as if they don't work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I just think to see that and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what you're saying. And mm. it absolutely is a form of intergenerational trauma that those expectations are persisting into our modern world. And then we get told to suck it up. Come on, what's your problem? Yeah, it's, you yeah. Know, what are you doing? <laughs> it's got, you can manage all this. What's your problem? Someone else juggles all this. It's like, well, I'm not someone else. So I'm, yeah. 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 And what do you mean you're tired? You shouldn't be tired. It's a, it's, a, it's a really, really toxic cycle. And I agree with you that a lot of society's expectations of us are, um, as, as women are to pick up all that slack and um, carry that burden. And that's why I think a lot of people are facing the burnout issue at the moment and facing that chronic fatigue that's just not going to be helpful long term. If you've ever woken up and, and I describe it as being, um, feel like I've been hit by a bus. So I'll wake up one day or a train wreck that I am, I feel like I'm hung over and I, I don't drink alcohol. So you wake, you wake up in that state. If you, if you remember well, when I was younger and you used to drink and you used to wake up with a hangover and you felt like crap, you really did. You just felt like someone had slapped you one and, and run you over. That's what fatigue feels like. Chronic fatigue feels like that's, it's awful. It's a really horrible thing to get over. And, 
And when you can't keep your eyes open, I know I nearly drove off the road with my kids in the car. And that was at a point where I decided I've got to do something about this because that's not okay. So yeah. Obviously not okay, but you know what I mean. Like this is no, but the point. fact that yeah. and then the fact that your work work situation, the the lifestyle situation, not necessarily that your lifestyle's bad or anything, but the fact that you've been forced to believe that you need you need to have it all to be a successful woman is, um, what's fed into that, which is really mm-hmm. unfortunate, um, that that's happened. But I guess you're here now, um, yeah. and working through it. So throughout all of this, what do you think's been your big, biggest learning? Like, all, I guess the positives that you would, if there is any. (laughs) I am, you know, learning to regulate my emotions was a big deal. Mm. And there are simple breathing exercises you can do to reset your autonomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. But it's taken me a while to learn how to play with that because you've actually got to get it in time to be able to practice it. Yeah. So sometimes once you, you flick into your unreasonable part of your brain, then you know, sometimes it's a little harder to do that. So um, learning to sit with discomfort, I think we don't like as humans to sit in discomfort. So learning to sit with the yucky feels when you're feeling angry or sad and angry is a perfectly normal emotion, which people like to tell you, you should never be angry, it's bad. Um, Learning to actually sit with those feelings and just be with them and sit in the discomfort. Do you find that um, people around you often would push that off and not sit in those feelings? They oh, just ignore yeah. it. Definitely. People are like, I'm fine, I'm fine. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel this. I, I, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be radiant. And, and there, there is data again behind positivity being a negative thing when you don't acknowledge your, your feelings and you push that shit way down there and don't deal with it. It'll come bubbling back up to the Absolutely. surface. So, like positivity. Absolutely. Um, for me, surrender. So surrendering means to let go, not to give up. Um, and yeah. I think that was a, a really, a, my, my best friends, you know, used a metaphor that you can't solve. if you're trying to control the dance, you need to let go and actually feel what's happening with the, with the dance. So that was a big one for me. That's such a good metaphor because you're yeah. right. You absolutely can't salsa if you're trying to control the dance. <laughs> Exactly. So there's a couple more. So for me, you know, start, I start my day by filling my cup early in the morning. And if I don't make my bed, I find it's a simple thing, but something that just starts my day right. So I start my work day about 11 o'clock and I'm fortunate to be able to do that. And if you can manage your hours, I really recommend that you um, start your day that fills your cup. So I go for a walk in the forest most, most morning, mornings before I start. And that way I come in, I'm invigorated. I've already started on the right tangent rather than, oh my gosh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to acknowledging where you're at in the morning and actually understanding and listening to what fills your cup in the morning. I think it gives me so much during the day towards that mental health. And then you've got the, the areas that are um, very cliche or the other one actually is words have power. Yeah. So listening to how you talk to yourself and about how you talk to yourself um, I can't do this, turn it into something else, or I'm bad, I'm terrible. Those sorts of things really have. But the, the oh. cliche ones are affirmations. You know, affirmations, surround yourself with, I've got them written all over my mirror in my bathroom. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I read them every time I go to the bathroom. You know, I've got life is good. I am beautiful. And it's the different I am versus you are is mm. also a self-talk thing. Your self-worth is really important. Gratitude. I can't express enough how gratitude changes your mindset. Absolutely. Uh, 
and meditation. They're the, the cliche ones that are a little bit out, you know, but are now becoming modern. There's so much data and science behind them. Absolutely. That do actually work. And there are a few of my not negotiable things that if I let some of those little things go, I notice that I, that, that, that anxiety starts to creep back in again. And so yeah, for me, Mm. yeah i've got to disciplined and you've got to be committed to the task mm. that this is going to be a life change not just a five minute thing that you do absolutely um, otherwise it's not going to stick and i think a lot of those suggestions you just um gave us were a lot of the um a lot of them change your neuroplasticity like yeah. I, a lot of them actually why the loops yeah, they rewire your brain so they actually really contribute to um positive um, channels in your brain and, and how you actually process information and things like that, which is how they're so useful. Cause I was actually um, listening to another podcast the other day about stress that was telling me about how um, you, when you're really stressed, you actually start to block some of the information that's actually coming in. Your brain can't make memories as easily. So then if you actually do meditation, which I know you said was one of the cliche ones, mm. your brain actually can calm down filter out the stress and you can create the memories again so you can process information better so some scientists in the field at the moment are suggesting to do meditation periodically throughout the day even if it's only three to five minutes at a time just to recenter and regain control of your situation and people think meditation is sitting there with your legs crossed with your hands over you know going <laughs> meditation could be anything from making a cup of coffee and being mindful about the exercise that you're doing smelling the coffee watching it actually pour into your cup. And you know, that old saying of smell the roses, you know, don't, you know, those sorts of things. So meditation could be walking and actually just being mindful of where you're at or doing a task for five minutes, five times a day, a different little task that, that you're very mindful of. And you don't have to block all the thoughts out of your head and people say, I can't meditate. I find all this stuff going through my head. It's like, well, that's the point. Let it go through your head. Let it come and let it go. It's not about trying. Yeah, it's not about trying to have nothing in your brain. It's about actually calming your brain down so it manages the the things that come and go. Yeah. And so people sort of find it hard and go, "Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was you had to sit there cross-legged for ten hours and you know meditate like a monk." It's like, well, no, they've spent twenty years doing that. <laughs> but for us, you know, for me, I do a guided meditation every morning. I have the Calm app. I have a paid version of the Calm app, which has got lots and lots of um, other areas there as well. So I use that every morning. I use, I don't sleep very well. Um, so I use that in the middle of the night to get back to sleep and those sorts of things as well. And food, food is so important in this. Nourishing your body um, is so, so important part of this as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, so much of this, you know, our food will impact on our stress hormones, it'll impact on our good hormones production and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, if we're not eating a balanced diet and we're not being careful about what we're putting in our body, we have those really negative chemicals floating around. Well, that also leads down a path to talk about addiction. And we, food is an addictive thing and drugs, alcohol, shopping, gambling. There are so many things that are, that are addictive and it's not necessarily about wanting those things as it is about drowning out feelings. Mm -hmm. So you, you know what I mean? So those addictions are actually covering up underlying issues rather than it being about a substance or, or something else. And when we lean onto food to sort of go, why am I hungry? Why am I wanting this? Quite a hard cycle to break. I can tell you that categorically. <laughs> but, yeah. 
I did a fitness challenge a couple of years ago. It was super strange because one of the things that I like still remember to this day that they mentioned in that, like in the educational component of that was that when our bodies feel really tired, we actually reach for carbohydrate dense foods because mm-hmm. our bodies think we don't have enough energy. Not that we haven't slept enough. Like our bodies don't go to the, oh, we haven't slept enough. So we need to have a sleep. They jump to the, we actually need yep. more food, more energy to get that boost going, which is why we, yep. <laughs> why we reach for sugar, why we reach for pasta, why we reach for bread, like all those sort of things. I definitely agree with you there. And, yeah. and, you know, wondering, I'm on top of it now. It's, it's been one of my um, up and down things over the years. And mm. I, I did the whole quit sugar thing when I did have a meltdown, when I, when I had my meltdown, I did that and it, it saved, it saved me. I can tell you now. And, and I was, I was clean of sugar, sugary stuff. I had my daily allowance of sugar, but I had it by a fruit or, yeah. and I had it eight years or something I think I was in that space I'd I'd lost a lot of weight I was feeling really really good and then these legal challenges came up and I flipped back into that food so I'm still now trying to get back off that uh cycle um successfully at the moment thankfully but um it's just this there's the some of the little things for me that make up the the journey and the keeping it under control I have it counseling session I you know there's all those Mm -hmm. so many things so many things to to keep you functioning and it's almost like you're in a little like buggy car thing and you're hurtling a million miles down the road and you're all good as long as nothing crops up in your path and as soon as something does you just totally flip over and you are just gone right yeah and I, I don't know about you when I was little I used to look at my my adult like adults and go when I'm an adult life is going to be so much easier I don't know what on earth I was thinking the big harsh reality for me was realizing that life was going to be challenging forever yeah and when I realized that I it actually took me a bit to digest that and and actually accept that I'm going to face challenges throughout my entire life and that little dream I had when I was a little girl was actually just a dream it wasn't it wasn't real and and now that I know that I'm going to face challenges in my life, building up my grit, building up my resilience to be able to do that uh, has been massive. And, and with, with the inability to do that is where I face problems. So I guess sometimes the expectations on ourselves are really high. And if we can just let go of that, that expectation to be perfect and to have it done a certain way and to, to, it's going to be easier, it's not going to be easier. You're going to be challenged for your whole life. And you kind of accept the context you're in and then align your values with the life that you want to, what yeah. that you want to live. And then that way, I think if you do that, so many barriers just start to fall away um, mm. just on their own without like, and some of those will still stay there and you'll need to do a bit of hard work to get through them. But most <laughs> of the time, if you can redirect <laughs> back to accepting, okay, this is just the situation I'm in. What am I going to do? Yeah. And, 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 yeah. Yep. Definitely. You know, so, those networks are really important for you to, to yeah. lean back on and yeah. To work Absolutely. Through. And so I guess you've given us a whole bunch of suggestions. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Can you give me a top three? A top three for me? <laughs> for you pulling through and like building up your resilience, building up your grit, having those learnings and, and strategies in place. What, what would be your top three for those who are listening, who are wanting those suggestions? Fill my cup up in the morning for me is a massive one, um, number one. Number two is to sit with the feels, you know, let yourself feel the different bits and pieces and words have power. 
Mm. really have a look at the words that have power and and what you say to yourself and self-worth is and i and again self-worth i think is linked to so many other areas yeah once you've got that sorted out i think a lot of those dissipate yeah absolutely no um brilliant top three because i think that is so relevant to society you know as a whole as well as us as individuals and really practical things we could put in place to kind of minimize our um the impacts of mental um, health problems that might crop up for us in the yeah. future well thank you michelle for coming on our podcast today i really appreciate having you and chatting with you it's been a delight thank you no, that's all right. If you would like any more of our Word on the Street, they get released every Friday. So feel free to check out us on Podbean or any of your favorite um, podcasting apps. Otherwise, check us out on our socials at FigJamOz or our website, www.figjamoz.com. Thanks for listening.